Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, hour number three, Tuesday edition. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us across this great country and this great land. If you have missed the first couple of hours of the show, well, you need to go download the podcast. You can make sure you don't miss anything we've been talking about airline pilots at Southwest, John Gruden out at the NFL, cancel culture, what exactly is going on there, vaccine mandates all over the country, but some governors standing up against them. Virginia gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin was on with us in the second hour. Much more to come from today's program, but for those of you who just heard the end of the second hour of the program, Great question that Dean in Orange County, Texas, asked about how all of this legally surrounding COVID vaccine mandates is going to play out. And I will synthesize his question in a kind of a a way for people who might not have heard his question to close out hour number two. We didn't have uh, an ability to answer it in 20 seconds because it's a complex question. But he basically said, how are federal vaccine mandates from Joe Biden going to play out in confrontation in conflict with the opposite and opposition to a COVID vaccine mandate, which is being implemented, for instance, in states like Texas by Greg Abbott. The general rule, and and I'll say this, by the way, uh, they tell you when you graduate from law school that You could say, I remember they said this at my graduation about 20 years ago. The the speaker, the dean of the law school said, three years ago, when someone asked you a legal question, you could throw up your hands and say, I have no idea. And he said, and now after spending three years studying the law and diving into all of the complexities and becoming a learned legal scholar... Somebody can ask you a question about the law, and after three years of legal education, you can say, 
That depends, which is one of the things that drives people crazy about lawyers is it's really about analyzing probabilities as it pertains to judges, as it pertains to cases. So the general rule here is federal law would supersede state law, right, in general, unless the power has specifically been restricted to the states. We do not have a great deal of legal history as it pertains to mandatory vaccines from the federal government. My general rule here is I do not believe Joe Biden has the constitutional authority to mandate vaccines as expansively as he is attempting to do. Okay, I don't think he has that ability. And the conspiracy theorist in me, as we said earlier, Buck, is saying the reason why we still haven't seen these OSHA regulations is because the Biden administration knows that and they're trying to drag this out as long as possible and get companies and CEOs to start to implement their vaccine mandates before they get struck down by the courts. Well, because right now it's all what you saw in New York, for example, was in advance of mandate compliance from a lot of people. And clearly the more they can get that from the companies with over 100 employees, the the happier they're going to be because they've obviously added to their vaccinated numbers. There's more momentum behind the program. They get to this point where they start to say, oh, look, look how well it's working already. And we didn't even have to start fining companies, whatever it is, 15 or 30,000 or, you know, huge amounts of money. If you don't comply with this OSHA regulation that comes forward, it's also just a reminder. You know, we, we've talked in the past about government overreach and, and I, I refer to the many headed Hydra of D.C. statism, right? D.C. deciding that it's going to be the authoritarian body for the rest of the country. Look at what we have been put through over the course of COVID. We have had the CDC think that it can tell people, oh, you're the contract that you have and the state law that governs it when it comes to your home and your or a home that you own, rather, and your ability to have contracts enforced and kick people out if they don't pay the rent. We're just going to abrogate that. Because we're the CDC, right? You have so many of these government bodies that have been coming out with guidance, regulation, mandates, dictates. And now you're going to have OSHA coming along and saying, if you don't make every employee get a shot, we're going to bankrupt you. That's the kind of stuff, Clay, that worries people when they see the government acting in that way. And then when you add on top of it that they want to spend trillions of dollars additionally in the reconciliation package can, can we remind everybody of this pelosi thing are you, are you down to tell everybody about yeah. this one well let me just quickly say i think what we're going to end up is a conflict in circuits that's going to take a long time to play out there are a lot of different circuit courts out there some will say one thing others will say another and ultimately the supreme court may well weigh in the problem is By the time many of these cases get to high-level courts to make determinations, COVID's going to be over. Moot. So I don't think it's going to be very moot in terms of uh, where the courts end up weighing in, which is what I think the Biden administration is relying on, just like with the COVID vaccine moratorium. Now, Buck, we got Nancy Pelosi, this monster bill that is out there, the IRS looking into every bank account. I don't think this is getting enough attention. You and I talked about it some last week. 
there is a proposition here that would allow the government to look at every tra- transaction of $600 or more inside of your bank account in an effort to determine whether or not you might be skipping out on your obligations from a tax perspective. Pelosi was asked about this today. And let's remember, just so everyone understands, yes, obviously the government, and I've actually written up some of these warrants, I know how this stuff goes, the government can see your financial information if it subpoenas it, right? But there are some requirements for anything over $10,000. There's also these requirements about structuring, where if you have cash, uh, if you have cash that you are trying to they say you're trying to evade requirements by staying under the ten thousand dollars and you're having cash withdrawals all the time or deposits they it's actually a criminal offense believe it or not so there are some of these weird rules six hundred dollars is something that you would think wouldn't be of a high enough government priority that they would want just access because in the normal course of business the irs wants to see what you're up to nancy pelosi made it clear today that she disagrees one of the pay-fors in the build back better bill that's been proposed is irs cracking down on some unpaid taxes banks are starting to get calls from customers and they're reporting these calls they're concerned about this tracking of transactions that is greater than six hundred dollars so americans are starting to be worried about this do you think that this pay for of of giving the irs more money to crack down on unpaid taxes is going to stay in the reconciliation bill what do you say to americans who are concerned about that yes with all due respect the plural of anecdote is not data. I've said that before here. Yes, there are concerns that some people have, but if people are breaking the law and not paying their taxes, one way to track them is through the banking measure. I think 600, but that's a negotiation uh, that will go on as to what the amount is. But yes. Buck, what's interesting here is there have been arguments in past years that $10,000 is too low because. Uh, there have been, and for people out there, again, I want to reiterate, you, you, you pointed out too, I think there's a lot of people that don't necessarily know that all transactions of $10,000 or more are supposed to be reported to the IRS with the idea being, hey, that allows us, because there's relatively, in the grand scheme of things, most people are not putting forth transactions of $10,000 or more on a super regular basis. There's been an argument that that number has been too low, Buck, but to draw it all the way down to $600, I mean, that would basically give the IRS access to almost every person in America's bank account at some point in time. Clay, they want $70 billion for additional IRS agent funding. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you would expect Americans would hear and say, you got to be kidding me, right? Yes. I mean, the one, and I'm sure we have some constitutional conservative IRS agents listening who are very fair-minded and everything else. Probably not a lot. In fact, if you work for the IRS, most of them are going to be Democrats. I'd, I'd be willing to bet you the IRS is 80 to 90% Democrat. By, I'm just guessing, by the way. I don't know. But I would guess that's the case. Uh, if you look at federal government contributions in the Hillary Trump election, you know that it was about 95, or I think it might have even been 97% of federal civil servants donated to Hillary Clinton. So just remember, the IRS is like a giant DNC super PAC in some ways in terms of their politics. $70 billion for them over the course of the next 10 years to hire thousands and thousands more people. It's not like we don't have enough tax issues and concerns. Is Buck, we've already caught the IRS abusing their authority when it came to examining conservative 
501c3, basically tax-exempt organizations, and holding them to a higher standard than they were others. This was the Obama Department of Justice investigation, if I remember correctly, of the IRS that uncovered this. It was a wildly biased process. What happened was Lois Lerner actually came forward in a speech back in 2011 into 2012 saying, yeah, we kind of had she basically front ran the story by saying, oh, you know, we had some issues with these tax exempt conservative organizations because it was going to come out. And then Lois Lerner became the target of a lot of the ire. But they tried to tell us it was just some low level agents in the I forget the Cincinnati office or something. There was some initial story that turned out to not be true. This was federal practice across the country. There were people in Texas. There were people in other states whose nonprofits were not being approved and who even more insidiously were very, very strangely audited, which for a nonprofit, uh, especially some of these, you know, not big money nonprofits would seem quite strange. But Clay, the Democrats like using they like using the tax code for social engineering and they like using tax enforcers as a political weapon. And that's what they want to do. We know it's already happened. So how in the world could six hundred dollars with the government basically looking over your shoulder into your bank account time after time after time? For virtually every bank account in the country, a huge percentage of them, Buck, I would think, have transactions of $600 or more. You're paying your mortgage. You're paying your car payment. A lot of people are paying $600 who would never be paying $10,000. It's an unbelievable overreach of federal power and an invasion, in my opinion, of virtually every American's privacy. And notice how Pelosi is just almost indignant at the notion that we shouldn't have a supercharged IRS under a very politicized. Look at what the DOJ just did, what the attorney general just put out when it comes to parents who speak at like me. school board like meetings. Me, Buck, like me, I showed up at my school board. Clay, if the I'm FBI a domestic guys, terrorist. If the FBI guys in the windbreakers show up for you, I still know some people. We'll get you out. Don't worry. <laughs> but if that, look at what the DOJ did. You think the IRS which is able to, in many ways, do far, because you have to, not everyone has to interact with the DOJ, right? The DOJ, you get a letter from the DOJ, it's a bad day. You're dealing with the IRS every year. They already have your documents. You're dealing with them on a regular basis if you own a business, et cetera. So this this is a huge story that people need to understand and focus on more because it's one of those things that they're just kind of packing into this massive reconciliation bill. They're giving everybody free stuff, Clay, while they're getting... The Stasi-like IRS to do their bidding in the And a lot of people aren't even noticing this, Buck. Uh, Credit for that question. But I think there's a lot of people out there listening to us right now because there's so much craziness in this reconciliation bill that this hasn't even gotten that much attention so far. It's human nature that pushes us to protect what we've worked so hard to earn and save. There's something about remembering the challenges we took on as we earned that money that motivates us to protect it. So when we see rapidly increasing home prices, gas prices, and any number of other inflation indicators, we know the value of our dollar is going to shrink. That's when gold becomes important in the equation. Putting some of your hard-earned money into gold has always proven to be a good hedge against the shrinking dollar. And when you can invest in gold and take physical possession of it, that's even better. You're always going to be able to sell it, and in the meantime, it's likely to appreciate when the dollar isn't. If you think buying real gold, I'm talking about the kind you can hold in your hand, actual physical gold, if you think that's complicated, it's not. 
My friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it's just a phone call away with Oxford Gold Group. Call them now, 833-404-GOLD, and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They used to talk a lot about Hillary Clinton's likability problem. That was a constant conversation in politics. Even Democrats knew it was an issue. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. This is Buck. Clay out in L.A. I'm here in NYC, deep behind blue state lines now, Mr. <laughs> Travis. Welcome to my world, buddy. Welcome to the revolution. Like I said, I was awfully proud of myself yesterday for being able to get uh, a coffee without wearing a mask. That's we the go. kind of petty I'm, rebellion I'm, an, I'm involved in. I'm an anti-mask rebel here in New York City all the time. People know me. The maskless bandit, they call me, or at least I call myself that when no one's around. So here's the reality with Kamala Harris. She did this video And it's amazing because it is so cringe inducing. And the whole point of the video is to cast as the cast Kamala Harris as a personable, easygoing, likable political figure. 
This is part of a YouTube series that they're doing with her called Get Curious with Vice President Harris. I mean, just, Clay, we'll come back to this. We'll talk more about it. Just so you can kind of get a sense, though, of this. They're making a video series, folks, to try to make it seem like people, let's just be honest, like Vice President Harris, like enjoy her company, want to to talk to her, uh, be around her, and that she's good with children. That was a point of this video, part of the point of it. Here she is talking about how amazing in spaces i just love the idea of exploring the unknown and then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet to think about so much that's out there that we still have to learn like i love that i love that and so i'm very excited about the space council we're going to learn so much you guys are going to see you're going to literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Oh my goodness. With your own eyes. I'm telling you, it is going to be unbelievable. I mean, I've, the I've... design of this thing <laughs> and the people and the smart people and the scientists and the engineers came up with the idea that if you build something that looks like that, you can see the sun. Clay, uh, I've seen the craters of the moon my whole life by looking at it, and same thing with the sun, by the way, Buck. Why Uh, is she actually? Don't look at the sun, everybody. Bad move. Pro tip: Don't look directly at the sun. Uh, Clay, she not only is she talking to a bunch of teenagers like they're four, they're child actors. They hired actors. Super weird. And anybody look uh, who has ever filmed anything knows that they take the best cuts. So that, what you just heard, is a desperate effort to humanize Kamala Harris. And instead, you watch it and just think, she is so unbelievably inauthentic in everything that she does. And, Buck, I don't know about you, but what I see work is authenticity. Are you who you claim to be? And I think what we know about Kamala Harris is she's one of the most inauthentic people that has ever, ever been in an office of this height. Got to tell you, too, we'll talk more about this as we continue, but right now, Legacy Box gives you an opportunity to protect your family's most prized memories. Maybe you got them on family movies on video cassettes. Maybe they're on uh, old pictures. Whatever you've got, you know you need to digitize them, so you protect them for the future. Legacy Box lets you set up everything to be able to see them all again. Right now, you get 40% off at LegacyBox.com slash Clay. This is an incredible holiday offer. Surprise your family. Give them the gift of one of the most incredible memories you can provide. Use their kit to safely send the moments you want preserved. They'll protect it. They'll send it back to you. You can sign up at LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 40% off LegacyBox.com slash Clay. For 40% off LegacyBox.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure that you don't miss a single moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out his name, Buck Sexton, and you will be well on your way to making sure you don't miss a moment of the show. Yesterday, obviously, was Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, if you are insane. Uh, And you talked about, Buck, I was out, but you talked about Dr. Fauci. I wanted to make sure people who might have missed this over the weekend heard it again. Dr. Fauci, memorably, we talked about this last week, 
refused to say that people could get together for Christmas and then said, no, 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 people took me out of context, even though you could hear his entire answer. You know the Biden administration polling on COVID is getting really bad when suddenly Fauci came out and said, hey, I encourage everybody to go trick or treat. Listen to this. It's amazing how much difference the science made in a week as it pertained to Christmas versus Halloween. Halloween is just around the corner. A lot of parents are wondering how to trick or treat. Do they hand out candy? Do they walk around with their children? What's your guidance? I think that particularly if you're vaccinated, but you can get out there. You're outdoors for the most part, at least when my children were out there doing trick or treating and enjoy it. I mean, this is a time that children love. It's, it's a very important part of the year for children. I know my children enjoyed it. So, I mean, again, particularly if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, again, think about it, that you'll add an extra degree of protection to yourself and your children and your family and your community. So it's a good time to reflect on why it's important to get vaccinated. Well, I mean, cuddly, cuddly Grandpa Fauci all of a sudden makes an appearance. Isn't that amazing, amazing how that It's happens. like they sat down with him and said, hey, Dr. Fauci, you're polling. You're becoming like the Grinch who stole Christmas, really. That's the way a lot of people responded to it. So suddenly Fauci is the avuncular, likable grandpa talking about his own kids at Halloween. Now, look, I've got three kids. And we did Halloween completely normally last year. God forbid I'm going to sit back and make a decision about whether my kids can go trick-or-treating based on what Dr. Fauci says. But, Buck, do you find this staggering that a week after he's questioning whether people can get together with their families for Christmas, that he suddenly is the really friendly grandpa who wants everybody to go out and have a great time for Halloween? No, we actually talked about it a little bit yesterday, Clay. This is what you would expect from a politician And that's what Fauci actually is. This is what everyone needs to understand. Fauci is a guy pretending to be about public health and the data when really he is the chief covid mitigation lockdown comms guy for the Democrat Party. And he even managed to be that during the Trump administration, which brings up a maybe they should have gotten rid of Fauci when they could have. But at the time, it was a harder decision, a harder call. And we didn't have as much data to show just, I think, how partisan Fauci has been willing to be all along. I think we've seen this now beyond any doubt. But, Clay, what is it that Fauci is going to say at this point when you look at the realities of the data for Florida? You've been talking about the caseload in general way, way down. But just Florida schools, mask mandates. There is a piece floating around. I'm trying to remember where it was compiling dozens of peer of peer reviewed studies where there is actually a a um it's actually there's a control group they're actually doing a scientific study the way it's meant to be done and they uh show that masks don't work and you won't you won't hear about this because they keep this going and they're going to keep it going until finally they tell us there's the all clear which i think will be probably next summer from the fauciites and then there'll be returns of masking ever so often but fauci what's he going to do at this point clay I mean, how how does he get off the tiger, so to speak? How how does he decide that enough is enough? His only thing is going to be doubling down this winter. That's the only move he's got. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Buck? We were talking about this off the air. I think you made a good point for people out there who don't. We just basically have a three-hour straight running show. Some of the stuff gets on the air. Some of the stuff does not, obviously, but we're discussing everything. The most recent data the New York Times has up, because you won't hear this anywhere else, and you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the states, 
Florida right now in the past two weeks, Buck, has seen a 65% decline in COVID cases. And right now, the only state in the nation that has a lower COVID rate is Connecticut. Every other state, the other 48, I don't want to go Barack Obama and mess up how many different states there are. The other 48 states are higher in terms of COVID infection. This is why they're terrified of Ron DeSantis, because without a mask mandate anywhere in schools or anywhere in the state and without a COVID vaccine mandate, the virus has come plummeting down and Florida may well slide behind Connecticut and be the lowest infected state with COVID in the entire country. And overall, the numbers are coming down. I speak for you and me and both. Every, like We wish and hope that the numbers are going to continue to come down during the summer. We're skeptical. I mean, during the yeah. winter, we're skeptical, but we hope that's going to be the case. I, I hope that we have a nothing burger when it comes to COVID this winter. I know everyone listening to this does as well. And I say that knowing, first of all, most importantly, is as we could all assume, it's about we want people to be healthy and live long, happy lives. We don't want anyone losing a family member or being at risk themselves, right? That's point one. Point two is that that includes even the reality of Joe Biden. If, in fact, we have a get ready for it, no one's going to like hearing this, but everyone knows it's true. If we have a very quiet winter when it comes to COVID, and who knows? And I'm, I, I, I don't pretend to know one way or the other. I'm 50-50 on it. There's a part of me that feels like it could be a mess. A part of me that feels like we've had so much natural immunity and vaccines and boosters and everything else that it, how bad can it really get unless there's a mutation or a variant that you know evades all this stuff? Uh, but, Clay, it'll be enormously helpful to the Biden administration and everything that we've seen. The fact that more people have died from COVID under Biden in a year than died under Trump in his last year. All that data will be pushed aside and they'll say, see, it took a little longer but Biden and I want everyone to get ready for this psychologically. They're going to tell you eventually Biden after after the house has burned down entirely, so to speak, they're going to wander around the embers and say, we put the fire out. And that's going to be the approach from the Fauciites and Biden when it comes to covid, when it finally has burned through the population truly. And we've got to herd immunity because of natural immunity and vaccines and therapeutics. Then they'll turn around and say, just like we told you, it'll be the gaslighting to end all gaslighting. Get ready for it. We told you masks and social distancing would work. That's right. And you guys finally listened and you double masked and you social distance harder than ever before. And it finally worked. By the way, Mike, Mike Lindell, he's the inventor of my pillow. They fit us for our own pillows, introduced us to their incredible products that continue to grow and grow. Products like the towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza Dream Sheets, many more. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. The sheets are made from the world's best cotton. That's Giza, ultra soft, breathable, yet extremely durable with a luxurious finish. You can get multiple colors, styles, and sizes. I got them throughout my house. My boys sleep on them. My wife and I do, Buck. You got them inside of your place. How do people get hooked up? It's the best, folks. You try these Giza Dream sheets, and these are the only sheets you're going to want to sleep on. We got to get Clay hooked up with a travel pillow because of all the travel he does, too. By the way, I want one of them as well. I'll be taking taking a a nap in the back of the vehicle. For a limited time, the Giza Dream sheets are buy one, get one free with promo code Clay and Buck. That's right. Buy one, get one free. So you want, you know, two sets for your own bed or you want one for you and then maybe one for the for the kids or whomever. Buy one, get one free Giza Dream Sheets using promo code Clay and Buck. 
All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free with code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269. Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Closing up shop here on the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Good to have my man Clay back in action after a brief day off a well-deserved day off yesterday he's traveling all over the countries you know for football stuff and you got to hang out with our buddy jesse kelly and you found out that i was not exaggerating he is the jolly green giant he's enormous you guys have some fun at the texas a&m game i saw was a close one yeah look jesse kelly's really a funny guy a lot of you i know listen from six to nine i had not ever met him in person so he came hung out with us as a part of the Outkick bus tour, he was wear- <laughs> he was wearing his Let's Go Brandon t-shirt, uh, which was wildly popular in College Station. We saw one of the most epic college football games in recent memory with Texas A&M pulling off a big upset over Alabama. Met lots of our listeners. Defeated my roll tide, Clay. Defeated yeah. my new team. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? I met and continue to meet a lot of you out there uh, who are listeners. We're going to be at the Kentucky-Georgia game uh, in Athens, which is right outside of Atlanta this weekend. So I'm flying back across the country to Atlanta uh, and excited for that. But man, just a uh, a lot of fun to get to meet everybody who's listening and everybody out there. The amount of people, Buck, it's really gratifying. I know you saw this too, who come up and just say, hey, thank you for saying what so many of us want to say but feel like we can't say for fear of losing our jobs. That is the, that's one of the most common things I hear uh, from people out there. There's a great deal of terror that has just descended upon the country over people's jobs being at risk in this cancel culture, identity politics-laden, absurd America universe that we've created. We are your Spartans in the phalanx, friends. We are your unsinkable aircraft carrier of freedom. That's how we roll here on the Clay and Buck show. Jen Psaki disagrees. Which is oh, of course she does. Oh, of course she does. We just had this for you because they had their press conference, and we are right live with you, as you know, bringing you breaking news throughout the entire three hours of the show every day as it happens. And sure enough, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, it came up that uh, she was asked about the... Remember, Ron DeSantis has banned most, but not all, I believe. I need to check on this vaccine mandates of any kind in the state i think there's still some private sector mandates that can go into effect they're looking at how they want to handle that but certainly no government mandates including at the local level texas has said no vaccine mandates period by executive order here is jen Psaki speaking on the issue well i think it's pretty clear when you make a choice that's against all public health information and data out there uh that you, it's not based on what is in the interest of the people you are governing uh it's perhaps uh, in the interest of your own politics oh it's not oh. in the interest of people that that would be news to the so many people we know clay who have already lost their jobs the so many people who are willing to lose their jobs go to the mat to avoid the shot she's like ah they don't even they're not even like they don't even care about this stuff like why are the guys what's the irony of the biden administration which has been more political with covid than anything you could possibly imagine accusing the governors of texas and florida who are actually looking at the data and making rational public policy decisions as opposed to trotting out Dr. Fauci and trying to cancel Christmas. This is so absurd. And again, I just think we need to keep fighting this battle in this way, Buck. Remember, what they are doing in these states is just giving people the right to decide whether or not to get a vaccine. They're not saying, like, trying to prohibit it's the vaccine. It's anti-mandate. It's not anti-vax, Just a choice. everyone needs to understand. Anti-vax would be, I, whether, by the way, anti-vax really should mean or has meant, there's, I, I never, I never support vaccines. I'm opposed to vaccines as a general thing. Yes. That, that's not even really, no one really holds that position. I mean, there's a tiny, it's tiny, a tiny, minority tiny, tiny, tiny minority people that actually think that. There are some, but I mean, it's very, very few. Anti-COVID vax, there's more people that are opposed to it, you know, and all they're just like, I don't like this vaccine. I don't trust it. It's dangerous. There are people who say that. But the fight that we're having right now in the country is just about COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Get the shot or you lose your job, even if you have natural immunity, even if you have a religious uh, objection, even if you go down the list, 
That's what people are opposed to. And that Jen Psaki and this White House, it's not surprising. They can't engage with the actual argument. So what they do is pretend they're arguing against something else. They create straw men and then act like pyromaniacs. That's what they do. And by the way, Buck, the other aspect of this is there are many adults out there who are fine with getting the vaccine themselves but are opposed to mandates in general, and in particular may well be opposed to mandates on children, which is where the fight, I think, is headed when you look at, for instance, Governor Gavin Newsom and trying to mandate again the COVID vaccine for kids. And the vaccination conversation when it comes to kids, let's also remember that as people age, they are making different decisions about their health. There's a lot of drugs that, you know, just look at any big pharma commercial. Pretty much it's on TV. There are a lot of drugs that people take, especially as they get older. And they know that there are going to be side effects and trade offs. But on balance at that stage of life, it's worth it in some case. You know, obviously, I'm speaking in generalities here, but it's worth it to take something, even though there may be some side effects to it. or There may be some challenges that come along with it because of how it enhances your quality of life, because you're also not expecting to necessarily be dealing with it for another 30 or 40 years when you're five years old the whole the the notion of side effects and long-term effects and all these things is an entirely different calculation than when you're 85 not to mention that we know covid is massively age stratified in terms of danger so i don't think this gets enough attention 95 percent of people 65 and older have gotten the covid vaccine That's because many of those people are making rational choices based on their particular dangers. But the stratification of age range challenges with COVID, a five-year-old is not in danger from COVID. A 65-year-old is far more likely to be in danger. So let people make rational choices based on the dangers they face. That's what I want the right to do as a parent. My parents are under a lot different danger than my first grader, right? They shouldn't have the same medical policies in place as it pertains to health. It's madness that we continue to make it's the an argument that they should. We, we wish we could take, you know, so, look, there's so many calls we wish we'd take, and I know we didn't get to that many calls today. We took a good number, and we'll obviously get to Open Line Friday and, and really let it rip and make sure that people across the country can weigh in. Clay, we could just spend three hours taking calls about people talking about the situation they're facing in their state with their business with the mandate people are very fired up about this because i also think we can't look at the vaccine mandate in a vacuum you have to look at it in the context of what has been done up to this point the freedoms that have already been trampled on the overreach that the government at the federal and even at the state level has engaged in in places across the country the shutdown of churches the completely unconstitutional uh, eviction moratorium. I mean, there's such a huge list of things. You say, how are they ever able to think that they should be able to do this? And it's in that framework that I think you consider the vaccine mandates and say, okay, well, if we can't draw the line here, where do we draw the line? And thank you to the governor, uh, Greg Abbott of Texas and Ron DeSantis and uh, of Florida. And I know there are others. And also, We had a lot of calls from pilots, Buck, Southwest pilots and others who are standing up, including I want to give a credit to uh, Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly, who spoke out uh, probably the most prominent CEO I've seen, Buck, and said he doesn't agree with the covid vaccine mandate. Will others continue to do so? And how much could this rebellion grow? We'll continue to talk about that tomorrow as we get ready for Wednesday's program. We're going to be a voice of sanity 
in a world of insanity. That's what we try to do. That's how we roll here on the Clay and Buck Show. Be sure to join us tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.